Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. John Milton's Paradise Lost, Book 2, Lines 417 through 628. This said, he sat. An expectation held his look suspense, awaiting who appeared to second, or oppose, or undertake the perilous attempt. But all sat mute, pondering the danger with deep thoughts, and each in other's countenance read his own dismay, astonished. None among the choice and prime of those heaven-warring champions could be found so hardy as to proffer or accept alone the dreadful voyage. Till at last Satan, whom now transcendent glory raised above his fellows, with monarchal pride conscious of highest worth, unmoved, thus spake. O progeny of heaven, imperial thrones! With reason hath deep silence and demure seized us, though undismayed. Long is the way, and hard, that out of hell leads up to light. Our prison strong, this huge convex of fire, outrageous to devour, immures us round ninefold, and gates of burning adamant barred over us prohibit all egress. These passed, if any pass, the void profound of unessential night receives him next, wide gaping, and with utter loss of being threatens him, plunged in that abortive gulf, if thence he scape into whatever world or unknown region, what remains him less than unknown dangers, and as hard escape? But I should ill become this throne, O peers, and this imperial sovereignty, adorned with splendor, armed with power, if aught proposed and judged of public moment in the shape of difficulty or danger could deter me from attempting. Wherefore, do I assume these royalties, and not refuse to reign, refusing to accept as great a share of hazard as of honor, do alike to him who reigns, and so much to him do of hazard more as he above the rest high-honored sits? Go, therefore, mighty powers, terror of heaven, though fallen, intend at home, while here shall be our home, what best may ease the present misery, and render hell more tolerable. If there be cure or charm to respite, or deceive, or slack the pain of this ill mansion, intermit no watch against a wakeful foe, while I abroad, through all the coasts of dark destruction, seek deliverance for us all. This enterprise none shall partake with me, thus saying, rose the monarch, and prevented all reply. Prudent, lest, from his resolution raised, others among the chief might offer now, certain to be refused, what erst they feared, and, so refused, might in opinion stand his rivals, winning cheap the high repute which he through hazard huge must earn." But they dreaded not more the adventure than his voice forbidding, and at once with him they rose. Their rising all at once was as the sound of thunder heard remote. Towards him they bend with awful reverence prone, and as a god extol him equal to the highest in heaven. 
nor failed they to express how much they praised, that for the general safety he despised his own. For neither do the spirits damned lose all their virtue. Lest bad men should boast their specious deeds on earth, which glory excites, or close ambition varnished o'er with zeal. Thus they their doubtful consultations dark ended, rejoicing in their matchless chief. As, when from mountain tops the dusky clouds ascending, while the north wind sleeps o'er spread heaven's cheerful face, the lowering element scowls o'er the darkened landscape snow or shower, if chance the radiant sun, with farewell sweet, extend his evening beam, the fields revive, the birds their notes renew, and bleating herds attest their joy, that hill and valley rings. O oh, shame to men! Devil with devil damned, firm concord holds. Men only disagree of creatures rational, though under hope of heavenly grace, and, God proclaiming peace, yet live in hatred, enmity and strife among themselves, and levy cruel wars, wasting the earth, each other to destroy. As if, which might induce us to accord, man had not hellish foes enough besides, that day and night for his destruction wait. The Stygian council thus dissolved, and forth in order came the grand infernal peers. Midst came their mighty paramount, and seemed alone the antagonist of heaven, nor less than hell's dread emperor, with pomp supreme and godlike imitated state, him round a globe of fiery seraphim enclosed, with bright emblazonry and horrent arms. Then, of their session ended, they bid cry with trumpet's regal sound the great result. Toward the four winds, four speedy cherubim, put to their mouths the sounding alchemy, by herald's voice explained, the hollow abyss heard far and wide, and all the host of hell with deafening shout returned them loud acclaim. Thence more at ease their minds, and somewhat raised by false presumptuous hope, the ranged powers disband, and wandering, each his several way pursues, as inclination or sad choice leads him perplexed, where he may likeliest find truce to his restless thoughts, and entertain the irksome hours, till his great chief return. Part on the plain, or in the air sublime, upon the wing or in swift race contend, as at the Olympian games or Pythian fields. Part curb their fiery steeds, or shun the goal with rapid wheels, or fronted brigades form. As when, to worn proud cities, war appears waged in the troubled sky, and armies rush to battle in the clouds. Before each van prick forth the airy knights, and couch their spears till thickest legions close. With feats of arms from either end of heaven the welkin burns. Others, with vast Typhoian rage, more fell, rend up both rocks and hills, and ride the air in whirlwind. Hell scarce holds the wild uproar. As when Alcides from Oakelia crowned with conquest, felt the envenomed robe, and tore through pain up by the roots Thessalian pines, and Lysias from the top of Oeta threw into the Euboic Sea. Others, more mild, retreated in a silent valley, sing with notes angelical to many a harp their own heroic deeds, and hapless fall by doom of battle, 
and complain that fate, free virtue, should enthrall to force or chance. Their song was partial. But the harmony, what could it less when spirits immortal sing, suspended hell, and took with ravishment the thronging audience? In discourse more sweet, for eloquence the soul, song charms the sense. Others apart sat on a hill retired, in thoughts more elevate, and reasoned high of providence, foreknowledge, will and fate, fixed fate, free will, foreknowledge absolute, and found no end, in wandering mazes lost, of good and evil much they argued then, of happiness and final misery, passion and apathy, and glory and shame, vain wisdom all, and false philosophy, yet with a pleasing sorcery, could charm pain for a while or anguish, and excite fallacious hope, or arm the obdured breast with stubborn patience, as with triple steel. Another part, in squadrons and gross bands, on bold adventure, to discover why that dismal world, if any clime perhaps might yield them easier habitation, bend four ways their flying march, along the banks of four infernal rivers, that disgorge into the burning lake their baleful streams, abhorred sticks, the flood of deadly hate, sad Acheron of sorrow, black and deep, Cochitus, named of lamentation loud, heard on the rueful stream, fierce Phlegaton, whose waves of torrent fire inflame with rage, far off from these, a slow and silent stream, Lethe, the river of oblivion rolls, her watery labyrinth, whereof who drinks forthwith his former state and being forgets, forgets both joy and grief, pleasure and pain. Beyond this flood a frozen continent lies dark and wild, beat with perpetual storms of whirlwind and dire hail, which on firm land thaws not, but gathers heap and ruin seems of ancient pile, all else deep snow and ice, a gulf profound as that Serbonian bog betwixt Damiata and Mount Cassius old, where armies whole have sunk. The parching air burns furor, and cold performs the effect of fire. Thither, by harpy-footed furies hailed, at certain revolutions all the damned are brought, and feel by turns the bitter change of fierce extremes, extremes by change more fierce, from beds of raging fire to starve in ice their soft ethereal warmth, and there to pine immovable, in fixed and frozen round periods of time, thence hurried back to fire, they ferry over this Lethean sound both to and fro, their sorrow to augment, and wish and struggle as they pass to reach the tempting stream, with one small drop to lose in sweet forgetfulness all pain and woe. All in one moment, and so near the brink, but fate withstands, and, to oppose the attempt, Medusa with Gorgonian terror guards the ford, and of itself the water flies, all taste of living white, as once it fled the lip of Tantalus. Thus roving on in confused march forlorn, the adventurous bands with shuddering horror pale and eyes aghast viewed first their lamentable lot and found no rest. Through many a dark and dreary vale they passed, and many a region dolorous, or many a frozen, 
many a fiery alp. Rocks, caves, lakes, fens, bogs, dens, and shades of death, a universe of death, which God by curse created evil, for evil only good. Where all life dies, death lives, and nature breeds, perverse, all monstrous, all prodigious things, abominable, inutterable, and worse than fables yet have feigned or fear conceived, gorgons and hydras and chimeras dire. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.